as speech pathologists, we, we do really get it. We understand the importance of communication and, and social connections. And it's important to learn that how one way of treating or, or working with a, a client isn't necessarily going to be what works for another client in a different state or from a different tribe. If we've got assessment findings that are robust, then we don't have to make any presumptions. And I strongly believe in the value and worth of what we do and the difference we make. Hello, and welcome to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation about an area or topic related to all things speech pathology. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Welcome to this week's Speak Up Conversation, which is the final ethics podcast for 2021. We wanted to spend a little time talking about the themes in contacts and complaints that the ethics team have received this year. On the podcast today is me, I'm Trish Johnson, I'm the Manager of Ethics and Professional Issues, and with me is Nadia and Kelly, two of our ethics advisors at National Office. Hi Trish. Hi Trish. Hi. We're recording this in December 2021, which is the end of two very difficult years. Two years ago, we were dealing with significant bushfires, then the upheaval, which came with the early days of COVID-19, and members needed to quickly upskill and pivot their practice, whether that was to online or significant mod- modifications to how services were being delivered. On top of that, writing infection control policies, making choices about telepractice software, a whole range of new issues that needed to be thought about really quickly. So for many individuals, 2021 has felt like a surprise marathon. And this has had a toll on everyone's well-being and resilience. And for some people, this is also creeping into impact on their professional practice. So we thought we'd talk about the, the issues that have been discussed with members this year, uh, just to highlight where it's worthwhile spending a little bit of time thinking about how stress and uh, just burnout might be impacting on practice. One of the most common concerns that we hear about as an ethics team is about professional communication, and that can be with clients, with colleagues, with employers, with employees, with the general public. Nadia and Kelly, you have a lot of conversations with members where this is causing difficulties. Uh, What are the key issues that you hear about? I'm happy to get us started. It's Nadia. Um, the professional communication is such a large topic that we speak a lot with members about. It covers just a, a huge range of things. Um, and it tends to be one of the first things that we become less fabulous at when we become stressed as well. So it's one of the first things to go, which is really unfortunate, um, particularly given the area that we work within. When we become stressed, it becomes increasingly hard to kind of explore why somebody else is acting the way that they're acting and to really understand what their motivation is and what they're hoping to get out of things. We kind of make an assumption that they're being difficult and that it's about them not wanting to work with us in the way that we want to work with them or that they are just being difficult for the sake of being difficult. And that is very, very irregularly the case. Usually they're having a hard time themselves and this is the only way that they know to be able to get their message across as well. And sure, that's not necessarily the greatest outcome, but it really does highlight the fact that as communication professionals, we have a really serious obligation to ensure that we can unpack that communication and that we're staying professional throughout the entirety of what we're doing. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's something that comes up frequently, I think, is um, because of the changes that have been made due to COVID and, and the restrictions that come and go, 
um, when we're communicating with clients about issues that we haven't had to think about or talk about a lot before. Kelly, I know you've had some conversations about informed consent with members. Yeah, we've had a lot of discussions this year with members about um, getting informed consent from clients for any work that you are about to proceed with. Um, and a big one is uh, restraint of trade. We have a, a lot of, of queries about this from members who are looking to move on from their current practice. Uh, it's really important that members are reading any contract that they're going to sign and understand fully what they're agreeing to. If there's any part of that contract that they think might cause some difficulties in the future, it's really important that they address those issues up front uh, with their manager or employer um, so that they can talk about that in a professional way. If they ignore a part of the contract that may uh, cause some problems, then um, it may be a bit risky to do that. Um, so it's in really important and professional to talk about it up front. Um, and, you know, that may be exploring some things that you, you may want to do in the future with the employer. That's such a good point, Kelly. And it's also by having those conversations and bringing to the table the things that we're worrying about, that's one of the ways that we can show respect for our colleagues and our employer or our employees as well. And so if we do that in a respectful manner and in a way that um, really supports open and frank conversation that is uh, professional and respectful, then it's more likely we're going to be able to resolve some of those questions we might have or some of the, the, the issues that might be coming up. Um, whereas if we just ignore it, that's, you know, that really doesn't work well for anybody. It's come up so much around COVID as well over the last two years in particular, um, and particularly over the last, I don't know, maybe six to eight months or so, we've been talking around things like policies and procedures and making sure that we are adequately communicating those both to staff and also to clients to make sure everyone's on the same page, everyone understands everything that is expected of them, um, but also to ensure that if we need to have those conversations that are a little bit more about less about that professional communication and more about how somebody's feeling about this, that we can still do that in a really professional manner and make sure that everyone is feeling heard. Um, that kind of leads us nicely into the idea of how we're going to avoid a complaint that SPA's being involved with, but also ensuring that clients and anyone else that we have contacts with and anyone else that our decisions impact, how, how they're feeling and making sure that they are content with the choices that we're making. Kelly, do you want to start us off with some things that um, have been helpful or that you've been speaking to members about that might be helpful in avoiding those situations? Sure. Thanks, Nadia. So first off, it's really important that you're aware of your own personal signs of stress, burnout, fatigue, overwhelm, and so that you know, okay, there's some early signs here. I might need to put some things in place to ensure that I'm looking after myself so that I can look after my clients. Um, if you haven't booked your annual leave, do so, do it, get it in the diary, have something to look forward to and give yourself permission to do less um, as we're coming up to the summer and the summer holidays. So, you know, schedule less clients, make time for your admin, 
um, catch up on things that have kind of been floating around for a while and forward plan. Talk to your manager about your workload. Talk to them about factoring in some time for admin, catching up, maybe looking, you know, end of year review, just getting a handle on how things have gone this year and, you know, do you need to make any changes for next year? Don't be afraid to say no. This is a big one for speech and language uh, pathologists. If you foresee a request from a client that's gonna come in, maybe plan in advance how you might respectfully say no to that. And if you need to, give a realistic time frame for when you can do that task. And you know that might mean that you need to, to, to suggest that that uh, would happen next year now. If you're still providing telehealth, um, plan in extra breaks away from the screen to recharge and keep at the forefront of your mind your family or person-centered practice principles to ensure that you're working collaboratively with your clients and that they feel listened to. That's that's so important, isn't it, uh, Kelly? Because many of the issues that do result in a formal complaint being submitted to Speech Pathology Australia are things that occur for, for many people in everyday situations within our professional practice. So why do the, the ones that do get submitted as formal complaints, why is that the case? Um, and my sense is that identifying ways to resolve problems before they escalate, and as you were saying, Kelly, have that collaborative approach where people are feeling listened to and respected means that problems may not escalate up to a formal complaint level, but they're managed effectively so that everybody feels that they the, the resolution is acceptable. Um, and that also that's such an important way to demonstrate professionalism and respect in interactions and they're, they're enshrined in our code of ethics. So they're really important that we do demonstrate that at all times. So thinking about the other person's perspective when making decisions that impact on them is, is key. That's part of the kindness that we are, uh, again, obliged to demonstrate through our code of ethics. Kindness is not um, one of those, you know, nice emotions. Kindness within the code of ethics means being responsive, being respectful, considering the other person's perspective and the impact of what our actions might be on them, on their, not only their, their progress towards their goals, their speech pathology goals, but also their personal circumstances, how they feel about it, what impacts things, the changes may have on them. So taking time to allow discussion about changes is vital. Everybody is coping with a lot of change, a lot of stress, a lot of um, changes to the way they live. And so if we're asking them to think about another change, we need to be factoring that into the bigger mix and giving them enough time and space to talk about it. Demonstrating flexibility when you can, uh, understanding situations and experiences, and ultimately that responsiveness is the key. Absolutely. I think another important factor just to jump in there as well, Trish, is the fact that a lot of these sorts of things should be reflected in the policies and procedures that you have within your business as well. Having a policy about a situation that can be quite emotive in that in that moment means that it's not going to be as emotional as it might otherwise be because you've got a template, you've got a format of how you're going to move through those sorts of things and, and that can be a really handy additional thing to consider. Oh, that's such a good point, yeah. We, we don't know what 2020 
2022 is going to look like at this point in time. We're not very far away from it, but we still have absolutely no idea. And I was having a conversation with someone just the other day and we were saying this time last year, oh, next year things will be very different. And, and it's, it's been a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a U-turn that we've had to make on some of those things. So we need to make sure that we are being kind and showing compassion to ourselves as well as those that we interact with. We, we know that this is going to be hard. We want to make sure that in 2022, we're going to be able to support everyone as best as we can. And part of what the Speech Pathology Australia ethics team have done to support everyone is that we're putting together a program which should be released in the new year, um, which is called Riding the, Stre- the Wave of Workplace Stress. Now, this is a four part um, program, which will be free for members, as all of the ethics resources are. Um, and our hope is that we're going to be able to just uh, provide some additional support and make sure that when members are having those difficult conversations, that they have daily reserves of empathy and compassion to be able to approach those situations from. I mean, after all, we can't pour from an empty cup. So make sure you're taking some time to be kind to yourself over the break and looking after yourselves. Um, That's all we have today. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to tune into next week's Speak Up Conversation. hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.